If it's trending, Amber and Tanner are going to trend, 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 trend it out on Froggy 92.9. So here's a story that we think is absolutely going to warm your heart this morning. But older residents and shut-ins in Petaluma once again received handmade Valentine's Day cards this year. The Petaluma People Services Center asked our community to make more than five thousand cards this year and the challenge was answered by students and girl scout troops earlier this month so the valentine's day car tradition is actually in its 13th year in petaluma and last year the petaluma people services center received more than 3500 handmade valentines so shout out to you if you made a card you are truly making somebody's day oh i i I know i talk about this all the time but the girl scouts are truly an amazing organization yeah so i'm glad they came together to help out as well as uh students around the area. Well, six months after making headlines, Kia and Hyundai are rolling out to, sorry, they're rolling out software to deter uh, these thefts that are related to a TikTok challenge. So there's this TikTok, they're called the Kia Boys, and they showed viewers how to pop off the ignition column and use a USB drive to start the vehicle without a key or code. Now, Hyundai said that thieves were targeting cars without immobilizers, which became a standard on all cars after November 1st, 2021. So authorities believe that this TikTok challenge led to 14 crashes and eight deaths since the summer of 2022. And 3.8 million Hyundais and 4.5 million Kias are now eligible for a software update free of charge. So if you have a Kia or a Hyundai that was made before 2021, make sure you bring that car to the local dealership if you have any questions or concerns, and then they can update that software for you so your car doesn't get stolen. <laughs> yeah, Amber, I know we both drive Hyundais, so <laughs> it looks like I'll be seeing you at the dealership. <laughs> the next CMT Crossroads will feature Jimmy Allen and the Christian Group for King & Country. They're the brother duo of Joel and Luke Smallbone, and the three actually go back to about 14 years when they were cutting their teeth trying to make it in Nashville, and the upcoming special is going to feature Jimmy Allen's Down Home, Best Shot, and Freedom Was a Highway. Freedom was a Plus, the episode will include a performance of a never-before-heard new song, so possibly new music from Jimmy Allen, which I'm excited about. Crossroads with Jimmy Allen and For King and Country will premiere on CMT on February 28th. Catching the catching the with these guys. You just make my morning. You guys are my morning pickup. Amber and Tanner every morning. Today's country, Froggy 92.9. Are you worried about artificial intelligence? Do you think it's going to go too far? ChatGPT has taken the internet by storm since it launched in November, and it's the fastest growing app in history, and it's even added 100 million users in the past two months. So what is ChatGPT? Basically, it's an AI, artificial intelligence powered, what they're calling a chat bot, and it can do everything for you. Like you type in a command to it and it can write everything from doing exams for you to writing business proposals. You can even write write a letter to my company, you put in the company name, and try to get me a raise. And it'll literally write a letter for you. This isn't the one that can also mimic, like, someone's voice, is it? No, that's totally different. That's a different one? Yeah, and the thing is... Still pretty scary, though. ...is that the company, ChatGPT, is going to expand into images. You probably saw, you know, a couple months ago, people were posting their artificial intelligence photos on Facebook. They're going to be doing that. But in the future, what you referenced, Amber, is you can talk into... 
certain artificial intelligence uh, services and you say a certain amount of words and it can mimic your voice nearly yeah, identically. I've heard about that. Which so. makes me worried because, <laughs> you know, you and I talk for a living. So people are using this technology chat GPT to like do papers and stuff like students are? Yeah. Okay. Teachers are scrambling right now and trying to figure out what to do because kids are writing papers. I mean, I just tried it out because I heard a lot of teachers were angry about this and I said, write me a 500 word essay APA uh, cited about why smoking is not good. And it literally wrote me a whole article. Oh my gosh. Did it, does it cites things and yeah. has Oh my gosh. So teachers are Got trying footnotes. to figure it out. Yeah, footnotes, everything. <laughs> and so teachers are, you know, tr- currently talking to chat GPT to try to figure out, like, how can we make sure plagiarism doesn't happen? It's scary. I don't know if you can. <sighs> and unless there's like an age limit or I don't know. So if, it's a free, it's a free service. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty it, bad. I, I've used it before just to test the waters on it. And so parents. Go to your kid's computer and chat and uh, and uh, make sure your kids aren't able to get on the platform so they're actually doing their homework. Oh my gosh, this is like, I think, I, sw- I swear to you, my Roomba's just going to grow legs one day and start cleaning my house. Yeah. Like- <laughs> you, you call it Ron, it's going to grow legs and be like, you want Ron? I'll show you Ron. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I told you for the 13th time, you have to clean in the inside of the microwave. You clean the inside of the I'm microwave. Sorry, Ron. <laughs> it's like, you know, Amber, I love technology, but it's a reminder to all of us that so many jobs and skills are going to be lost and a bunch of jobs are going to be at risk too. Yeah, that's a huge possibility. Uh, but I, I still think that, you know, there are things we can do that still require the touch of a human. Yeah. Because, you know, I was looking at audiobooks and a lot of them are read by AI. And I was just like, ew, I don't want to listen to that. I want to listen to an actual person with yeah. like good inflections and it gives characters like personality i don't right. want i don't want to listen to an audiobook that's read by a robot yeah and someday <laughs> there might be a, a radio morning show that's all powered by ai there, where people actually aren't here <laughs> there is isn't it uh i they there, might have tested something in australia i'm not uh, sure that <laughs> was so scary so we asked you on instagram if artificial intelligence worries you and here's what you said 82 percent of sonoma county said yes ai is worrisome morning show in my life. Amber and Tanner. I listen all morning long. Froggy 92.9. There's an Italian restaurant that has had enough of messy, loud kids. It's a place called Nettie's House of Spaghetti, which is an absolute great name for a restaurant, by the way. <laughs> uh, it's in New Jersey, and they recently they recently announced that they're going to ban any kids under 10 years old from dining in their restaurant. I cannot believe that. I've never heard of something like this before. <laughs> Me either. So I talked a little bit about this yesterday, but they said in a Facebook post, you know, we love kids. We truly do. But it's been really hard to accommodate them. They said, you know, there's crazy noise levels. There's lack of space for high chairs. They're having to clean up crazy messes. There's a liability of kids running around the restaurant. So they just decided they needed to do something and take control of the situation. And I guess that was to ban kids under 10 years old. And of course, the reactions are miss, mixed. Like people are upset saying, I'll never give you my business again. Um, you're basically, you know, 
giving families a slap in the face. And then some people are like, I've never ate there before. I'm going to eat there now. Yeah. You know, there's different thoughts on that. So, uh, Tanner, what do you think about this? You know, I feel like they should allow any kids because they are a restaurant. Going to a bar is one thing. It's a 21 plus venue, but you know, families are supposed to go to restaurants together and have that experience. So I just think they need to be more understanding and more accommodating. <laughs> They're depriving these kids of spaghetti. How dare Nettie's... anybody deprive children of spaghetti? <laughs> Netty spaghetti. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, and I did mention this yesterday that, you know, there are certain restaurants people know not to take their kids to. You don't take your kids to like super fancy restaurants. It's just not the vibe. <laughs> you know, it's not Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I think every restaurant should be Chuck E. Cheese. You put an arcade <laughs> in every corner, kind of like how it is at Denny's. That sounds amazing. I mean, honestly, I understand that there is a non-spoken code of not bringing kids to certain restaurants. I just hate that they're, they had to actually put a policy in place. There's a full-on ban. Yeah, and honestly, spaghetti places aren't at the same tier of like five-star restaurants, so I just don't see the point of it. Some are. Gosh, I really want some spaghetti now. I spent like two weeks eating spaghetti that Cole made. Like two <laughs> weeks straight, and I still want spaghetti. Uh, so we want to hear your thoughts. We've actually got Kenny from Rotor Park on the phone. Uh, Kenny, what do you think about all this? I grew up in Jersey, but two, as a, as a parent and a single father, I demanded that when my son went anywhere with me, he was well-behaved, courteous, and not an unruly little screaming brat. I wouldn't tolerate it, <laughs> nor what I tolerate it from other parents. It's like, listen, you're in public, not in your own home. So if you want to let your kids act like wild baboons, do it at home, but out in public, have respect for everybody else. I think what they're doing is uh, a combination of trying to provide a more relaxing atmosphere for their clientele and reducing the liability of getting sued. Here we go! It's a brand new day. Wake up! Sonoma County wakes up with Amber and Tanner. On Froggy 92.9. Does your family have an odd or even a funny tradition for a holiday? And seriously, it can be any holiday. Yesterday on the show, this happened. Tanner, have you ever had just a really cheap Valentine's Day? Or do you celebrate Valentine's Day in a cheap way? Uh, this year I did not celebrate Valentine's Day in a cheap way, but typically I do. One year I took my girlfriend to Buffalo Wild Wings, and honestly, we had a great time. So yesterday on Valentine's Day, you know, we celebrated over the weekend, but for Valentine's Day, like the actual day, I went, you know what? Let's go back to Buffalo Wild Wings this year. Yeah, nice. <laughs> that sounds so good. It, it was. What'd you get? Oh, I got 30 wings. 30? 30. I got lemon pepper. I got mild because I can't handle the sauce. And then I got Parmesan garlic. And every single year now, my girlfriend and I, we're going to make the trip down to Petaluma and go to Buffalo Wild Wings. We're going to do that until we're 100,000 years old. Oh, I love that. My fiance Cole is all about traditions too. Yeah. So I, I understand it. I uh, personally don't come from a family of traditions. It seemed like we did something different every single year for yeah. the holiday. Um, but they aren't very planning people. Yeah. Uh, but Cole likes to go 
to a Christmas tree farm every single Christmas, cut down a Christmas tree and decorate it that day. I think that's so fun. That's what he likes to do. And last year, this past year, we broke that tradition and I thought he was going to lose his mind. (laughs) Amber, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I have never done that before. (laughs) I've never gone to a Christmas tree farm, cut down a tree and had that experience. It's a whole day event. Yeah. It's a lot, yeah. but I do it because it makes him happy. And in doing that, it makes me happy. Yeah, I just <laughs> love the idea of creating family traditions, even if they're odd and strange. Because like you, Amber, I my family weren't very, uh, you know, didn't plan efficiently, didn't do much, didn't. And, and it gives you something, you know, unique to look forward to when you create fun family traditions like this. So, And, and I guess you don't really have to plan it. Yeah. It's already planned because it's tradition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a lazy thing. Uh, cutting down Christmas trees is not lazy, though. So just know if you go to Buffalo Wild Wings and Petaluma on Valentine's Day, I'll see you there. Oh, you're going you're to get stalkers now. <laughs> with Amber and Tanner. Good morning. Today's country, Froggy 92.9. Wine o'clock somewhere, so pour yourself a glass. It's time to whine about it with Amber on Froggy 92.9. Actors Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis are back in the headlines again. Their nanny, ex-nanny Erica Gennaro, is suing them because they gave her stress and anxiety. So Erica says Olivia abandoned her household in 2020 because of her romance with Harry Styles. She says Jason then stressed her out when talking about it, talking about why Olivia left him and you know things like that really put the pressure on her. So Erica says the couple's marital problems caused tension in the household. Erica also alleges that Jason Sudeikis often spoke about Olivia Wilde to her after Olivia's abrupt departure from the family's home in November 2020 to be with Harry Styles which led to Erica feeling pressure to pick sides between the couple and her duties as a nanny were also increased exponentially after Olivia left and Erica alleges um, that this led her to speak to Olivia in a private conversation which was then relayed to Jason and it just started all of this drama now you know, when I was reading over this last year, this sounds like an incredibly stressful situation and an incredibly stressful environment for this for this nanny. But it's very sad because the kids are truly the ones that suffered from the situation. And unfortunately, in Erica's case, you can't control what other people do. And I think if you feel like you're in an unsafe environment, it's up to you to remove yourself from the toxic situation because you cannot control the people around you. And I just don't think you can sue someone for causing, you know, tension and anxiety. But I know that you can for wrongful termination. And it sounds kind of like this is what happened. They fired her after she asked for space, after she expressed her concern over the children and said she needed some time off. She needed to take a break from the situation. Um, But personally, I don't think there is a case to sue. Like I said, you know, people are going to give you grief. And you're going to work in places that cause you anxiety and stress. And you just can't sue every time it happens. But Frankie from Petaluma sent a message and said, Pay up. Olivia abandoned her kids for Harry. The nanny was being responsible and taking care of them. But I got a message from Patricia from Sebastopol who said, This is definitely a money grab. So she got depression and anxiety from her bosses splitting up. Laugh out loud. There's no way she's got a good case. Well, what do you think? 
Does this nanny have a good case to sue? Or do you think it's a money grab? Maybe you think it's a PR stunt. A lot of people are saying that as well. Let us know. Got something to say? Call me up. You can get on the radio. Call Froggy 92.9 and tell Amber and Tanner in the morning right now. 636-1-HOP. 636-1467. This is Froggy 92.9. You, you, you pretty good at trivia? Is this a question? Once you stop testing yourself, you get slow. Answer my question or you'll be standing, standing. tall before the man. Doctors say you should do this for seven minutes a day in order to reduce stress. What is it? Here's a clue. Nothing to do with meditating. Another clue takes 43 muscles to do it. Here's your final clue. Face. Violet from Healdsburg, what's your guess for today's mind bender? Smile. Violet, that is correct. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> you have a four-pack of tickets to the Cloverdale Citrus Fair that's going down this Friday through Monday. Awesome. Thank you. My kids are here with me, and they're really, really happy. <laughs> well, we hope you guys have so much fun. You're going thanks to which morning show? Amber and Tanner in the morning. Thank you. Froggy 92.9. We hope you had a great Valentine's Day. Maybe you didn't. Maybe your partner forgot to get you something. Forgot to even tell you Happy Valentine's Day, which is the case for Cole and I. We did not even tell each other Happy Valentine's Day yesterday. At all? Uh, At all. I looked, and when he got home yesterday, I was asleep, so nothing. Dang, man. It's totally fine. No, no, no. It's totally fine. I want to say to you Happy Valentine's (laughs) Day. I'm going to grab my phone and text Cole Happy Valentine's Day. I know. My grandma did text me, though. She said, Happy Valentine's Day, and she (laughs) said a bunch of hearts. Oh, that's sweet. But no, we celebrated this past weekend. It was like birthday slash Valentine's Day. I think Cole has it easy. Yeah? Two birds, one stone yeah. situation, it's right? basically like having your <laughs> birthday on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Which is so annoying, by the way. I, <laughs> yeah. feel, I feel worse for people whose birthdays are around Christmas. But Tanner, have you ever forgotten Valentine's Day when you had a partner? Or did someone forget you on Valentine's Day? I have forgotten about a partner on Valentine's Day. What'd uh, you do? It wasn't Cammy. It was the girlfriend I had before Cammy. Um, I just had a lot going on in my life at the time. And Valentine's Day wasn't even on my radar. And it was about 6.30 the night of Valentine's Day. And she goes, oh, by the way, happy Valentine's Day. (gasps) And we were on the phone because we were doing long distance at the time. I went, oh, my God, I am so sorry. She goes, really? Because you talked about Valentine's Day on your morning show this morning, but you forgot to say it to me. I went, yeah, I'm sorry. I messed up. <laughs> I'm getting Life sweaty happens. just thinking about it. I know. It's, it's rough. There's a lot of expectations. We talked about that all day yesterday. How yeah. there's so much pressure on Valentine's Day. Uh, and you talked about earlier how you're just going to stick with the tradition of going to Buffalo Wild Wings in Petaluma. <laughs> it's so fun. I think it's fine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I do think it's important. I mean, it depends on every relationship. But if Valentine's Day is something important to you, just do something that's an extra mile. It doesn't have to be a huge thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, we've got Holly from Santa Rosa on the phone. Holly, you said that you have a story for us. Okay, so it was my husband and I's first Valentine's Day together. And he's like, I'm not really not, I'm not good at buying gifts. And I was like, you know, it's no big deal, whatever. So I got him a Valentine's Day gift and I took it to him. And he showed me his PlayStation 4 that he bought instead of buying anything (laughs) or even a card. Um, So we're on 10 Uh, Valentine's Days and he gets me a card at least every single year now. (laughs) Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy 92.9. Amber and Tanner in the morning present The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Today on The Neighbor Dispute, we're going to call Hannah. So I'm calling from Hannah's HR department at work and saying that she's being selfish about something. 
Hello. Hi, is this Hannah? Yes, speaking. Barry Martindale of Martindale and Johnson Attorney Services. I'm calling on behalf of your HR department from your work. Yes, hi. How are you? I understand your workplace has Donut Fridays. Donut Fridays, yeah. I have uh-huh. video surveillance of you. Uh, you ate two donuts last Friday. Is that, is, yeah. Um, I, I see on the surveillance an original glazed and a jelly filled. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry, like, and I was just really hungry and... Am I in trouble? You are in trouble. So we're going to have to ask you to have a formal apology to your workplace. You can send an email by 12 o'clock today. Um, also, we're going to deduct $120 from your paycheck. Wait, what? $120? It counts as you a fine and a replacement for the it. donuts. I don't mind writing the letter, but I, I, why would you take money from my paycheck? I'm, I'm, it was an accident. I'm, I'm sorry. You get paid but- this Friday, correct? No, next Friday. Okay, well, anyways, $120 will be gone from that paycheck. So, you know, just budget a little bit better, okay? Wait, sir, sir. Can I, I want to, can, can I have my supervisor call you? Because th- this doesn't even make sense. Uh, what did you say your name was? You've been Martindale. My name is actually Tanner from Amber and Tanner in the Morning. You're on Froggy Night 2.9's Neighbor Dispute. Oh, my God. For making me laugh. Listen to Amber and Tanner in the morning every weekday at 7.55 for The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Today's country, Froggy 92.9. It's Amber and Tanner in the morning. And we're in the studio with local country artist Nicole Martin. Nicole, welcome to the new Froggy 92.9 studio, but you've got a show coming up. We're really excited about it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk about it, and I'm excited for the show to actually finally be here. Yeah, we're really excited, too. The show's going down Saturday at Coyote, Sonoma, and Healdsburg, and the whole band's going to be there. So how does your creative process change when you play with the full band compared to going acoustic or solo? Oh, it's so much fun. The full band is kind of similar. If anyone saw us at Country Summer, we have the full setup of two lead guitar players. So we're going to have like basically the studio setup. You know, it's going to sound like the recording. Um, It's going to be super dancey. We're playing a lot of um, like my fun, upbeat originals. And we're playing all the covers that you'll love. Old and new country. And just things that will get people moving. Tanner and I are going to be there. Again, the show starts at 7. It's happening at Coyote Sonoma in Healdsburg. So you told us a little bit about the show. But I know there's a lot you can do at Coyote Sonoma. There's food. There's wine. You can also get like a very special experience this Saturday with your show. What? What? Tell us about that. Yeah. So there's going to be food vendors. There's going to be wine. There's going to be Hen House Brewery. There's also going to be a little VIP package if you want to meet me, get a signed poster. We're also having an amazing opening act. Max Vogel is coming, so he'll be starting the show at 7 o'clock. My band and I will go on after around like 8.15, 8.30. So it'll just be more of like a fun party. Can you give us a little tease what kind of covers you're going to be doing? Oh, we're going to do some Garth Brooks. We have some Dan and Shay. We throw in some Fleetwood Mac. A lot of really fun, like variety of songs we have like some pop stuff we're going to throw in there too but just things that i feel like are going to get people dancing the whole point of this show is to keep everything fun light bring your lover for valentine's day or if you're having a galentine's day night bring all the girls bring the dudes like it's going to be like a dance party i am a member at coyote sonoma so i know how good their wine is so So it's definitely a reason just to go and if you've never seen nicole live 
well, shame on you. You should really come out to this show. <laughs> but you. you have this new single out, which is the whole purpose of the show. Tanner, you've listened to it. You I know what it. it's about. It's so good. Thank you know, you. I love your voice on it. I think the production is fantastic on it, too. So it's called Hand Me Down. And it, it, when you think of Hand Me Down, you typically think of like, hand me down clothes mm-hmm. or hand me down you know cars but that's not necessarily the case for your song hand me down what is the hand me down in this song the song actually is perfect for valentine's day it's a love song it's you know basically about how love is not perfect and that when you fall for someone and you're you're in a relationship you love that person for their flaws and you want to help them through it the song is about hand handing me down you know your heart your issues your you know whatever is going on in your life and I'll I'll help you through it I love that sentiment. That's a, that's a great song. And you're a great songwriter. So we're really excited to see this song perform live. And we're actually going to play it on the show for Yay. people. Yeah. And not only that, we're going to give away two tickets to Yay. the show. So give, us, out and- so give us a call. Win some tickets. 707-636-1467. Again, the phone number is 636-1HOP. And if you want to buy tickets, you can now at CoyoteSonoma.com. Nicole, thank you. Thanks for having me. See you guys on Saturday. And here's Nicole's new single, Hand Me Down, on Froggy 92.9. Oh, Amber, I got a landlord update for you. Oh, no. Not again. (laughs) Iris strikes again. (laughs) I really hope that she never hears this because Iris... She's getting out of control, man, once again. What is the oddest rule that has ever been enforced at your home? Specifically, your rental home. So I live in an apartment, and apparently my landlord has had enough of kids at the apartment complex. I walked out of my apartment and saw a giant sign. By giant, it's probably like four feet tall. Um, And the sign said, children are not allowed to be left unattended. No ball playing, no bike riding, no chasing, adult supervision required at all times. Thank you for your cooperation management. So there are signs like this around my apartment complex. I think you have to post them so the apartment's not liable. Really? But it's not enforced. Like I see kids in scooters and playing with their bikes all the time. You know, because there's families. They're going to do it. Yeah, and kids got to be kids. I mean, kids got to run around, get all that energy out, or, or or else it would not be good for the kids, and it definitely wouldn't be good for the parents. See, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, I have witnessed her, like, yelling at kids a bunch of times. Like, hey, Hi. stop yelling! Stop running! Get off my lawn. Seriously, <laughs> and I'm like, just let kids be kids, man. I mean, kids want to play. We don't have a park nearby. Those aren't accommodations that the apartment has, so just leave them be and let them be kids, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) You're really the one that's like bouncing a ball around the apartment (laughs) complex being loud. You're like, la la la! Using the mailbox as a basketball hoop. This is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is really coming from personal experience of getting yelled at by Iris. It has nothing to do with kids, right? Yeah, next thing you know, I'm on all fours drawing chalk on the ground. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, so do you think this is ridiculous? Because my stance on it is like, I would understand if there was a place for kids to play. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Let kids be kids. Kids are going to be kids. Um, and it, Parents do have to control them to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, But like I said before, I think these signs just have to be posted. Mm. um, So it doesn't leave the apartment complex responsible if anything is to happen. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, I I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. You're a fake lawyer. Yeah, Barry Martindale. Maybe he's got to get on the case. Oh, my God. If I did that, I would get kicked out immediately. (laughs) 
get, did a prank phone call on her. Um, you know, I was a kid that grew up in an apartment. And my mom said, you guys got to get out of the apartment. You're driving me crazy. <laughs> and I just feel bad for parents that, you know, don't have that out anymore. I Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I'm sorry. We asked on our Facebook page about your weird rental rules. Again, Froggy Facebook page. And here's what you said. Rich from Rona Park says, a house I thought about buying had an HOH rule that I couldn't barbecue, so I didn't buy that house. Ashley from Santa Rosa said, an apartment I lived in had a rule that we couldn't open the windows. Dumb. They're awesome. Amber and Tanner. No one better. Froggy 92.9. Jackie and Runner Park, are you ready to compete against Amber in the Amber Showdown? I am. This is how it works. I'm going to ask you five rapid-fire questions. Amber's going to be out of the studio, so she can't hear them. Jackie from Runner Park, once you're done, we're going to bring Amber back into the studio and see how the two of you score. All right. Jackie, you want to talk some smack to Amber for a half a point bonus? You're going down, Amber. Boom. There it is. (laughs) I got smack talking all week. Amber is running out of the studio as we speak. She's currently on a two-game losing streak, which has never happened on Amber and Tanner in the morning. Her record's 571 wins and 49 losses. All right. Jackie, you ready? I'm ready. Question one. Idris Elba has zero interest in playing James Bond. Can you name the actor that most recently played James Bond? I don't know. That's okay. Mm. Question two. Dirks Bentley says that he loves performing on stage with his daughter. True or false, Dirks Bentley owns his own bar. Incorrect. Mm. Question three. Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis, their ex-nanny, is suing them because they gave her stress and anxiety. Jason Sudeikis stars as a soccer coach in what Apple TV Plus show? I don't know. Mm. Question four. Kane Brown says he rarely pinches himself because he doesn't view himself as a huge star. Kane Brown collaborates with his wife on the song Thank God. What is his wife's name? I don't know. (laughs) And here's question five. What do you call a group of giraffes? Um, a herd? That is incorrect. I'm going to bring Amber back in. Looks like she's going to have a good, an easy time uh, winning again and (laughs) breaking that losing streak. We'll see. Well, Amber... (laughs) Oh, bless you. Sorry. Uh, you're okay. <laughs> Those are just bad questions. Uh, well, kidding. you were talking smack about my questions, and you said that I made them so easy, but guess what? <laughs> she got them all right? She got them all wrong. Oh, no. I'm so sorry, He went too far in the other direction. <sighs> I think so. Okay. Jackie, I want to formally apologize to you. <laughs> oh, a formal apology. <laughs> all right, Amber, you ready? No. Well, well. We're not doing it. I'm All right, well, okay. that's it then. <laughs> Here's headline number one. Idris Elba has headline. zero interest in playing James Bond. Amber, can you name the actor that most recently played James Bond? Yes, it was Daniel Craig. That is correct. Jackie from Burner Park got that incorrect. Amber, you're up one to zero. Question two, Dirks Bentley says that he loves performing on stage with his daughter. True or false, Dirks Bentley owns his own bar. True. That is correct. He owns Dirks Bentley's Whiskey Road. There's a location in Nashville and Scottsdale, Arizona. Jackie from Burner Park got that incorrect. Amber, you're up two to zip. Question three, Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis, their ex-nanny is suing them because they gave her stress and anxiety. Jason Sudeikis stars as a soccer coach in what Apple TV Plus show? 
Ted Lasso. That is correct. Jackie from Runner Park got that incorrect. Amber, you're up three to zip. Question four. Kane Brown says he rarely pinches himself because he doesn't view himself as a huge star. Kane Brown collaborates with his wife on the song Thank God. What is his wife's name? Caitlin. Correct. Jackie from Runner Park got that incorrect. Amber, you're up four to zip. And question number five. Amber, what do you call a group of giraffes? <laughs> um, You'll I, never guess. A, <laughs> you're right. I won't. <laughs> Is it a no? I'll say I'll say uh, gaggle. Even though I really like that, that is incorrect. That's what a geese is. So check this out. It's called a tower. I was gonna say something stupid like long necks. <laughs> I don't know. Long neck giraffes never broke my heart. The final score is Jimmy got zero. Well, uh, or got four out of five. Jackie from Runner Park, so sorry you're not the champion of the Amber Showdown, and you gotta say the phrase. I am not smarter than Amber. But we're still giving you those tickets to see Jason Aldean at the Shoreline Amphitheater in September. Yay! Thank you! Jackie from Runner Park, you're gonna see Jason Aldean thanks to which morning show? Froggy 92.9 with Amber and Tanner. I heard you moved up. Froggy 92.9 presents Amber Gets Married. Brought to you by Flying Cloud Farm in Petaluma, Sonoma County's premier wedding venue. Every week, Amber, Jeanette, and Julia discuss the trials, tribulations, and highlights of being a modern-day bride. And all that comes with planning a wedding right here in Sonoma County. Please welcome Flying Cloud owners Jeanette and Julia and Amber from Amber and Tanner in the Morning on Froggy 92.9. Hello, we are back in the studio once again with Flying Cloud Farm owners, Jeanette and Julia. Welcome back, Julia. Jeanette, this is your first time. Yes, it is. You're in the studio. How do you feel? I feel great. So Julia did tell us a little bit about your story, uh, but you just told me something pretty interesting. You're not originally from here. You're from the East Coast. No, absolutely not. Yeah, actually born in Chicago, grew up in Chicago, stayed there through my senior year of high school, and then uh, my whole family moved to the East Coast. We had a house in uh, Connecticut on the water. My family was were water people. I was the only renegade. I was a horse person. Um, <laughs> so we had a, a house on the on Long Island Sound, and I went to um, college in Massachusetts, and then I went to graduate school in New York City. Wow. Um, Columbia, uh, MBA at Columbia, and then worked on Wall Street for about five years right out of school. So that was quite different. But I always had a love for horses, and I I actually, when I lived in New York, I kept a horse in Manhattan and would really? ride it right at Harlem so I could ride in Central Park on my horse. Oh, my gosh. Um, so that was amazing. We kept it in old livery stables. The horse lived upstairs and came down the ramp when you wanted to ride it. So I knew I wasn't happy, happy in New York City. And so I interviewed with B of A, knowing that they would transfer me to San Francisco at some point, which they did pretty quickly. So then San Francisco, which was fabulous, we worked at B of A in San Francisco. And after B of A went through a lot of problems financially and they restructured and then I moved to Coopers and Librand, accounting firm with a consulting division. Worked for them for a number of years, um, had my horses up here in Novato and Sonoma. And then at some point I just said, I want out. And we bought property, my family health bought property here in Petaluma. And that was the start of Flying Cloud. What a story. <laughs> so your love for horses brought you here. It did. Absolutely. Who would have thought? <laughs> exactly. Wall Street to wedding <laughs> venue owner. Listen to Amber Gets Married every week live on Amber and Tanner in the Morning on Froggy929.com and wherever you listen to podcasts.